Hey everybody, it's Adam. You know what this is by now. It's that little part of the show where I tell about what's going on and ask you to do something for me. So the subscribe page is up and running and you got your links for iTunes, Android apps, Stitcher, Spreaker, and more. All you got to do is go to odd.out.wordpress.com, click on the subscribe page. You can find whatever service you need to get the latest episodes delivered to you automatically. And while you're doing that, consider clicking the little donate link right there. You'd be helping the show, and that would be really awesome. As always, thanks for listening. Hey guys, time for your show. Beginning on podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, the show about nothing and everything all at the same time. I am your host as always, Adam Higgins. You can find me at Odd Dad Out on Facebook and Twitter. Joining me tonight is my wife, Rihanna, again. Hello. <laughs> because I said I was going to have other people come on the show, and I don't know that many people. <laughs> You're antisocial. I'm anti. We're antisocial. We're antisocial. It, it's not that we're antisocial. We're, we're we just don't like people. That's true. Yeah, we we don't avoid people. We just don't find them. I avoid. We like. No, I avoid people like the plague. Fair. <laughs> okay, so we got to kind of get the 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 big dead elephant out of the room. Wow. Do you have a backhoe? You better not have a backhoe. Who is she? Uh <laughs> So this is what I have to put up with all the time. <laughs> See? You love me. I, I love you. You seem to not <laughs> totally have faith in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have faith in it. I just, you know, assume, probably correctly, that there are several other girlfriends. Several. Several. And apparently one of them's like as big as an elephant. You're the one that said it. If and she's listening, she's well. If she's listening, she's gonna be upset that you said that. <sighs> and she's apparently dead. Oh, is she? I said, I said, dead elephant. Oh, dead elephant. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess that's being mean to these guys, but I, I, I wouldn't call any of them fat. Okay, Lemmy was kind of, kind of. What are you talking about? Guy. We've had a lot of people die, like a lot of famous people die recently. It's kind of ah, yeah. That's where you're going with that. Yeah, dead people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, because you were the one that was on Facebook all week, and oh my god, this week sucks. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Every morning when you woke up, you had a text from me. Guess who else died? Yeah. Guess he died. I've kind of dubbed it the '69 Club. The- and I know that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I, I've got one wonder. direction to go with it because they always talk about the 27 Club, which was like... 69, wouldn't that be two directions? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> but, yeah, so they talk about the 27 Club. You know what the 27 Club is, right? No, I know what the 700 Club is. Is that a club? Wow. <laughs> Wow. So the 27 Club is all those famous musicians who died when they were 27. Like, uh, 
Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Hendrix, uh, Kurt Cobain. They all, you know, got really big, really fast, and then died when they were 27. Hmm. Just about all of them from drugs or something somewhat related. You could say Kurt Cobain was from drugs because he was apparently really, really wasted and then blew his brains out. But I don't think he'd have put a shotgun in his mouth if he wasn't still... I think it was on heroin. I I don't pay too many attention to the details. Not my genre. Yeah. Well, no, none of them were really... Yeah, they didn't like that you. Nope. I, I can't think of anybody... That it's in that group that you would have cared about. Yeah, I mean, you know all the names, but you don't really give a crap about them. But what I've kind of dubbed the 69 Club is in the last few weeks, and it's been pretty much since Christmas. Is it on December 28th? And I had to go and stop and look up all the dates because I feel bad not knowing them. Uh, December 28th was Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead. And this is kind of like for me because I always said metal gods don't die. And when uh, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera died, I was like, he was like metal Jesus. Especially when you look, he was a big guy with a beard, and he was apparently really cool and really nice. <laughs> and yeah, he owned a strip club, but he, he was kind of metal Jesus. He was, he, was, he was too young to be a metal god, but he was just as influential. And so... But he was like the first of the big names. It's like you don't hear about those big guys in metal dying. And then I and I again I should have looked this date up, but it just popped into me to think about it. Was uh, Ronnie James Dio? You no clue who that is. Yeah, you wouldn't. Your dad would. I'm sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he texted you the day that Dio died, and he died from cancer. And I don't remember how old he was. He may have been the start of this '69 club. I don't know. I should look it up. But um, he was like the first metal god. He's the guy who invented the devil horns in metal. He replaced Ozzy in Black Sabbath. Okay. Um, um, yeah, he was he was the first metal god to die. And I don't know if I wouldn't necessarily rank Lemmy as a metal god, but he was damn near close. He was up there. Motorhead was been around for forever. And everybody knows Ace of Spades. I'd like to submit a formal objection to that because I don't. You know that song. I Probably not. I mean, I know of the band Motorhead only because I've heard it in passing. Um, but until family and close friends posted, oh my God, Lemmy's dead. I have no clue who that is. Keep scrolling. It only affected me because it affected you. You don't know this song? I don't know that song. The boys know this song. Okay, I'll stop before that gets illegal. <laughs> um, yeah. But Lemmy from Motorhead died of cancer. And he seemed to kick off this chain of other celebrity, big musicians dying. Well, not all musicians, but big celebrities dying of cancer. Now that I think about I don't remember. I think Natalie Cole died from cancer, too. I don't remember how old she was. She was probably in her 60s, too. But we had, and just the, the notable members of this, what I'm calling the 69 Club right now, 
We've got Lemmy Kilmeister was December 28th. And then this last week on January 10th, David Bowie died of cancer. And. Sad times. Yeah. And everybody, that one was. I think because it happened, I think it was, that was a Sunday. And so Monday morning, everybody, it was the, the biggest news was, it's like, oh my God, David Bowie died. Yeah. And because I'm, I'm a nerd and I have, yeah, that was Sunday. Um, and so the news breaks Monday because, you know, reporters don't work on the weekend. But Lucky. <laughs> you hardly work on the weekend. You yeah. work on the weekend one day every so often. And it's torture. No, I'm kidding. I love my job. I work on the weekend every weekend. Uh-huh. Okay, I work, I work on every Saturday, and you usually complain about it. Yes. But then we have nights like tonight, where it's Sunday and Monday I'm off, and I'm home. And Monday is pizza night. Yeah, I love pizza night. <laughs> it's my favorite. No, what was really funny was the text I got this morning. That was funny. From me? Yes. Oh. Who else would be texting me in the morning? I don't know. Girlfriends? The elephant? Yes. Yeah, the elephant would be texting me in the morning. Okay, she texted me this morning. Well, I guess it was around lunchtime. Would have been lunchtime, yeah. yeah. Saying that because they had to work on Martin Luther King. Boo. You were getting paid double time and a half. Yay! So you were getting, like, was it 40-something an hour to go to work? I love my job. I really do. But and they spoiled the crap out of us. Yeah, we, since we had to work on a holiday, they, well, we didn't have to work. Since we volunteered to work on a holiday, they volunteered to feed us. And typically when you have to feed a call center, they, you know, get what they can. That's a lot of food for a lot of cheap. And so they got Pizza Hut and just bought, you know, a mess of X different styles of pizza. Um, I got just a, you know, regular Italian sausage, whatever, mm-hmm. and then a pepperoni. And dear God, they sucked. It was awful. Like, I found myself thinking, oh my God, my husband makes so much better pizza than this. Why couldn't we just get his? This sucks. Because I don't have the oven capacity to make that. Well, there's that, but still. Like, I can make theoretically two at a time, and that would take forever. Yeah. Having both of them in there. We have a regular oven, and we don't have, like, it's one of those new super ovens you see on TV that can cook a turkey and all the stuff all at the same time. <laughs> and it's got, like, three different drawers, and it costs about ten grand. Well, when we build our dream house, we're getting one of those over-unders. Yeah. Cool. I saw, where was I? I don't know. PayPal. Was that at PayPal? No, it was at State Farm. Um, and yeah, I was working at State Farm. And it was a new building, and in their break room, they had a bunch of those, like, drawer microwave, like, super microwave drawer things. I'd never seen a microwave. Or a toaster oven looking thing like this. It was so crazy. And granted, it's a brand new building for an insurance company. So they've got all the newest spiffy stuff. And every floor in this building has like super customized, like themed break rooms. That'd be so cool. 
Like, all of the break rooms have, like, a different sort of style theme, so no two break rooms on each floor, no two break rooms look the same. Is there, like, an ocean-style one? I would totally hang out in there. I didn't pay attention to the exactitude of all of them, other than they were all different. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Back to your dead people list. Back to the dead people list. So we had Lemmy, then we had David Bowie on Sunday, and then... Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Thursday the 14th, I get that other text message first in the morning. That one was hard. I think that one hit you harder than David Bowie. But Alan Rickman died. And you're you're of the age and the... I'm sorry, but you're much more millennial than I am. Ugh. And you're Don't. much younger than I am? Ew. No, I'm not that much younger than you. And please don't call me a millennial. Okay. You're four years younger than me. And <laughs> nine and a half days out of ten, you will call me an old man. Well, because you are. Um, <laughs> but... So for you, and being a friend of the book series and of the films, you are going to relate Alan Rickman more to being Snape. Actually, my first thought was not of Harry Potter, even though that's how they announced it on the news. I heard it on my drive-in. I was listening to the radio. And they said, you know, oh, Alan Rickman, star of the Harry Potter films, as, you know, Professor Snape, and I was like, no, he was in Robin Hood. I forget, I forget that you've actually seen that Robin Hood. I have seen that Robin because Hood. And he was the sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. And I and I just liked it when my sister Kat put up the little, I don't even know if she started it, but when she had that post on Facebook, they post your favorite Alan Rickman quote, not from Harry Potter. Uh, and yes. hers was that quote from, was a quote from Robin Hood, not anything. And I was, and I just started going through different Alan Rickman quotes in my head. And because, yeah, I think of him as Snape, but, and a lot of people, and when you talk to like, you'd hear the older guys on the radio who would immediately go to Die Hard. Because in the original Die Hard, and that was actually his first American film, was Die Hard. Apparently, he actually got hired to be, I, I, I'm not going to try and say the guy's name, he was supposed to be German. But he was the villain in the first Die Hard. He actually was hired for that job two days after moving to L.A., apparently. Interesting. Um, no, I know him, like, the first time I ever saw Alan Rickman was in Robin Hood. Um, and then, of course, all the Harry Potter Series and he did a fantastic job as Snape. I, you know, hands down, couldn't yeah. have picked anybody better. Um, but also one of my favorites and kind of the weirdest one that I think he's ever done was uh, Sweeney Todd. Alan Rickman really shouldn't sing. That I kind of feel like <laughs> it's the same thing as like Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Yeah, but yeah. people didn't really gripe about. Alan Rickman not singing because it was it wasn't intended necessarily for him to be singing singing it was kind of like what's his name in My Fair Lady where he just kind of talked in key 
you know, my fair lady, I'm so proud. Like, can we just take a moment to recognize that you recognize my fair lady? I'm, Two I'm things. I'm so happy. Okay, okay, okay. Two things. Um, okay, three things. Um, one, screw you. <laughs> uh, two, it was required reading uh, senior year. Oh. And we watched the movie. And, so, and that's only, that's the, the second thing. Uh, the third thing, his name is Professor Higgins. Well, yes. And pretty much everybody in the family has seen the movie. And we all recognize that all of the traits that this character possesses are actual Higgins family traits. <laughs> <laughs> We're all pretty much that much of a dick. <laughs> We're I all, you don't, we kind of like, I like the way Morgan and I put it. It's like, I'm not racist. I discriminate against everybody. I treat everybody equally bad. <laughs> and that's that's what he does in the movie. It's nothing personal. I treat everybody like shit. I don't hate you people. I just hate you people. It's everybody. It's like, you all suck equally. <laughs> and, and that's how I am. That's how, more, that's how we all are. Like, we can be nice and personable, but you still suck. Yeah. All of you suck. <laughs> it's like, I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. So, yeah. But my favorite uh, Alan Rickman role, and, and it's somewhat of a tie because you don't think of him as a comic actor. But my favorite two roles are uh, Dogma. Because he was fucking Metatron. He played the voice of God. The completely dead, monotone, okay, Alan Rickman, monotone <laughs> voice of God. And just the, the condescension and sarcasm that he plays in that role, it's utterly hilarious. You haven't seen Dogma, have you? <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, there's this game that we play where somebody inevitably brings up a movie and... I stare blankly at them because I haven't seen very many movies. I didn't really watch TV as a kid. I read books. I stayed in my head. I didn't live. care. You didn't. You didn't live. You oh, didn't do anything. Hush. Yes. You yes. sat in. The, you sat in the room with a flashlight and a book and a stack of books and just read and imagined things, but you never actually did anything. Whatever. You never climbed a tree. I did climb a tree. My dad had to get me out of it because I got stuck. That's it. Never did it again. I never did it again. You read about other people climbing <laughs> trees after that. It's true. <laughs> but for me, it's that the him and Dogma, he plays the Metatron. He is the voice of God. And be, being familiar with, with Metatron on Supernatural, you should at least understand his position. He played Metatron. Who, now that I think back on it, they haven't cast a dynamic actor playing Metatron before. It's like a Supernatural, it was it's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. But I, I don't know the actor's name, it doesn't matter. But um, And then my my tie is Galaxy Quest. And I know you've seen Galaxy Quest because I made you watch it. I zoned out for most of it because it's really stupid, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's supposed to be stupid, it was a parody movie. It was a parody of Star Trek, but they basically did such a good job that it kind of stands up on its own as its own sci-fi comedy. He basically played, he was uh, Dr. Lazarus, which 
was, I guess, the equivalent of Worf. He had the big, you know, fake rubber forehead and the cheesy... He was the alien super genius guy. And... He, but Alan Rickman playing the, as they say, quote, fin-headed monstrosity mm-hmm. <laughs> in this movie who hates the character and he's like the Shakespearean-trained actor and he's basically type, typecast for the rest of his career because of that role. And... Yeah, but it's hilarious, and just the way it, it's done, and after shit hits the fan, and everyone's like, where, where are you going? To see if there's a pub. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's one of my favorite lines from him, because it's just, everything is completely falling apart. He's like, fuck you guys, I need a drink. It's about how I always feel. Yeah. <laughs> But I do have... I have to go because... And it was your comment that made me look into it. Um, your fear for the addition to the 69 Club. Ah. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, somebody else who is... And all of them died from cancer. That was That's the big thing right now. Is that all three of them died from cancer at the age of 69 after very short battles with cancer. It's like, oh, you were diagnosed with cancer, like, three months ago, and then they died. I think Lemmy hadn't even, I think he'd only been diagnosed, like, a week or two before. Uh, it was only a couple of months for David Bowie. It was only a couple of months for Alan Rickman. And See, I'm pretty sure that what actually happened, because it's such a huge coincidence for them to die at 69 from cancer. I'm pretty sure they all made, like, deals with Crossroads Demon. And, like, at the same time. And then they got super famous, and then their contract was up. And then they mysteriously die of cancer. Mm. Air Not quotes. Hounds. Air quotes. Air quote. Air quote cancer. They died from cancer. Um, but you're your fearful addition. And I had to look up his birthday to make sure he'd still fit. Um, Tim Curry. And that would be that would be I think for you the same on par with Alan Rickman. That would be tragic. I I posted on Facebook that if that happens, like do not expect me to come out of my room for a week. I'm taking leave from work. I will be crying gigantic crocodile tears. I love Tim Curry. I think he's fantastic. Yet you wouldn't watch Congo. Okay. There's a difference between loving an actor and liking movies that are good. Congo was a great movie. Whatever. He was great in it. Even if he gets savagely murdered by gorillas. Anyway. But he is currently 69. His birthday is April 19th. I had to look to make, see how much time he's got left on his clock. <laughs> um, he also has cancer. He also had a stroke. Um, his health is not... It's awful. It's awful. He is He's a terrible in health. a wheelchair, and I mean, he. <sighs> looking at him now, it's almost hard to recognize him yeah. just because he looks. <sighs> he looks so sad. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was in Criminal Minds. I think your mom was watching Criminal Minds, and he was on it. And he was the villain. He was like some kidnapper or something. Yeah, he was the bad guy. And just seeing him on that was. Ouch. 
Yeah. He looked bad. I mean, he was supposed to look bad as a character, but you could tell to a degree. It was like, yeah, they gave him bad teeth and scars and stuff, but he was beat up and old and out of shape, and it showed. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. I'd heard recently, and I, I looked into it and I couldn't validate it. Um, that he's supposed to narrate the Rocky Horror remake for MTV. They're doing a remake? Yeah. How dare they? Yeah, I know. We talked about this when they announced it like two years ago that they were going to do it. Honey. I know. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast. Do you expect me to remember something from two years ago that wasn't the birth of my child? Because it's not going to happen. I don't even remember that. Shit. I was there. You were on a lot of drugs. I really was. They give you some good shit when you go through that. But you either had oatmeal or nothing at all. Anyway. Oh, for breakfast. For breakfast, yes. <laughs> you had oatmeal for childbirth, yes. Yes. But yeah. I think that I, I hope that I I hope he lives to not do that. <laughs> yes. I, I yes. hope he does not make your sixty nine club. I hope he doesn't make the sixty nine club. I hope he doesn't actually narrate the Rocky Horror remake. I think if they're going to do it, they should get Richard O'Brien to do it. Mm. Because who better to narrate a remake of Rocky Horror than the guy who wrote it? I don't know if he... No, I, I imagine his Disney contract is up. But You mean narrate as in play the... The guy? The, the criminologist. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. It said narrated in the article. And I think it'd be kind of cool if he was the criminologist. Like, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I think either one, because it, they're the two most important people, the two most important actors, characters, whatever, yeah. involved with Rocky Horror. So either one would be good, but I think it'd be more fitting to have Richard O'Brien do it than uh, Tim Curry. Mm. I think Tim Curry's too recognizable. Yeah. It's, it, it almost seems like pandering. Like you're trying to, you're shoehorning him in there where only the diehard fans would know. If you used Richard O'Brien, then it would be, it, it's a, it's a uh, nod to the real fans, not shoehorning in the most obvious face you could find. Fair point. Either case, they shouldn't do it. No. But if they're gonna do it, you know, do it with respect. I can't see them re redoing it with any matter of good. <laughs> <laughs> any matter of good. If there's any matter of good. We can grammar. Yep. I are intelligent. Um, yeah, because... Yeah. But it's... So that's made this a fun week. Lots of people dying. Yes, fun week. Fun week. Celebratory fireworks all around. Yes. Fireworks for Ziggy Stardust. I think Bowie would probably appreciate fireworks. I would too. They're so sparkly. Fireworks at the funeral. Mental note, physical mental note written on my hand. <laughs> okay. We always do that when it's like, oh, mental note. Let's sit there and jot shit on our hand. That's not a mental note. That's a physical note. You're carving shit into your palm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> this is what I do. I act shit out. I talk with my hands anyway, so even when they can't see me sitting there scribbling into my hand, I have to do it. Oh, they can hear you. Your hands sound like sandpaper. Yeah. Jeez. I've, I've been working. They've been really rough the last couple of days. Lots of work chemicals and whatnot. And my hands are really, really dry right now. They know. One of your sisters does nails. You could get a manicure. No. <laughs> but it would be so pretty. And I'm not driving way over there with all the boys, mind you, <laughs> to go get my nails did. No. I need one of those, like, wax coating things, I think. Mm. Where it's like you coat your whole feet or hands or whatever in wax, and then it, like, removes all the dead skin. And yeah. I had a pedicure that did that once. It was fantastic. Didn't Aaron do that? No. No? No, it was from prom. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. It was actually <laughs> ten years ago this year. Sad times. Yeah, mine was a lot a few years ago. Was it this year? <laughs> I graduated in 06. Mm. Yeah, it's the it's the age difference thing. That's when my birthday is to when your birthday is. Like I'm four years older, but I graduated three years before you because of my age and your age and where our birthdays fall in the school year. Hashtag math. Yeah, I know. You're no good at that. I seriously can't think of anybody else who's a... I know there are people, and I don't know anybody that's especially good at math. I'm horrible at math, but my job requires that I do it on a daily basis. Yes, but you have a computer to do the math for you. This is true. So, you've got it easy there. But on with our somewhat weak week. Because <laughs> we had some... We had a small family catastrophe. I'd call it a pretty major family catastrophe, at least on my end. It, it, it's, it's a small family catastrophe now. Okay. It was resolved, therefore it got downgraded. See? <laughs> so we are totally that, that family where our pets are absolutely members of the family. Yes. You know, we're, we're not as bad as your dad. No, my dad is horrible. He thinks he's like the second coming of the dog whisperer. And he and his dog have the strangest relationship I've ever seen. Plus, his dog is a chihuahua, which says it all. There, there are somewhat not horrifying chihuahuas, though. I haven't seen one. There, there are some chihuahuas. Like, the Taco Bell chihuahua wasn't horrendous. It's a chihuahua. I really just it's don't a, like I mean, them. it's a rat dog. It's, it's a terrible excuse for the imagination of a dog. Yeah. But... There, there are some not horrible chihuahuas. Your dad's dog isn't one of those. No, she's she's got awful. <laughs> she looks like a shaved, shrunken rat. Yes. Yeah. I don't like that dog. But no, we we are definitely the family where you know we don't have a dog just to have a dog. You know, Emmett is by no stretch of the imagination just a guard dog. He's an yeah. alarm dog. Well, he's an alarming dog. <clears throat> it's like he will bark his fucking head off. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. He's a great alarm dog. I put a sign out front, warning, our dog doesn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. 
and you know, fluffy. She, she thinks she's people. I mean, we think she's people. I'm pretty sure she's just people. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly well convinced that you know, Fluffy was a nurse in a past life or something. Because, especially if you're sick, she's going to be there. She's always going to be there. And by be there, we mean like in your face. Literally. In your face. Hey, it's time for medicine. What? Sit there and wait. If you're asleep, she will go over there and smack you in the face or headbutt you or whatever. Sit on your chest until you wake up and take your medicine. I know this from every time I've been sick. Um, Anytime I've had to take medicine on a schedule. Anytime you've been pregnant. Which is annoying, let me tell you. I'm comfortable enough without a damn cat sitting on me. Thank you very much. They come in and check your vitals every few hours. <laughs> if you're sick, she's the one who's going to be right there. She doesn't leave you alone. She's funny. Yes. She's a pain in the ass. And, of course, we recently, a few months ago in November, lost the princess of the bunch. Um... Our five-year-old boxer, Cheyenne, she was kind of, she was very much the baby girl of the family and was spoiled and knew it. Now, to be fair, you spoiled her. Well, duh. I don't have a girl. I've got four boys and you. I love you. (laughs) I bet they can feel me scowling at you. (laughs) They can feel it through their headphones. <laughs> or their car stereo. But, yeah. But every animal that we have is definitely part of the family. They've all, and they're, they've all got their unique personalities. And we're those, and we've always kind of joked about how Fluffy taught Charlie to crawl. She did. And I was there. I witnessed it. And how she kind of played, she helped teach, like, when Cheyenne came along, because Fluffy was first, and then we moved in and absorbed Emmett, and then we got Cheyenne as a puppy, and Fluffy basically raised her. Yes. It's like, our cat taught the dog The the rules and how to be part of the family, and... In turn, Cheyenne was kind of the intermediary between, you know, big dog Emmett and tiny little furball Fluffy. <laughs> yes. So she okay. was always their go-between. Emmett and Fluffy have a semi-professional working relationship. They will communicate the needs, you know, as needed. They certainly don't strike up conversation just to chat. They don't go near the water cooler just to you know, talk to each other. It is a, I'm going upstairs, fine, go away. Yeah. Cheyenne was their mediator. But, unfortunately, we lost Cheyenne to cancer. Yep. Which sucks. Especially because she was the baby. She was. And that leaves... That leaves Toby. Toby's my cat. I love my cat. My cat is fantastic. Your cat is an asshole. Yes. 
if you think of any internet meme about how cats behave and how cats are assholes and don't care about anything or they'll knock your shit off the counter while dead staring you in the face, <laughs> that's Toby. That's Toby. <laughs> and yeah, that's, there's no other way to say it. That's Toby. But, okay, you don't see him when I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready for my day, and he comes and is, you know, rubbing on my legs and trying to get my attention and headbutting me while I'm brushing my hair, which is annoying as hell, but it's still adorable, and he's very much a mama's boy, and he just really doesn't like anybody else. Oh, he makes it very well known he doesn't like anybody else. I know. He's I not he's not mean, he's just an asshole. He will not just like bite you other than if you're playing with him, he'll like, you know, nibbles. But he never yeah. he's never maliciously scratched somebody or bitten anybody in the house. Unprovoked. Um, I think I it's think always he has. been not like, unprovoked. Yeah, it's no. been like you stepped on his tail or something. Yeah. But my boys, our boys, the boys. You take them. <laughs> I take them all the time and get yelled at. You can take them this time. You claim them today. Being the boys that they are, were saying goodbye to Daddy at the front door when he was going to work on Saturday. And I guess forgot that it was open. Um, and I'm in the living room feeding the baby. So, you know, I holler at Charlie, hey, close the door. So he gets Bug, the two-year-old, to come back inside from standing on the porch and closes the door, locks it up and everything. And we don't realize until, what, Sunday? Sunday morning. Morning that Toby's missing. The whole night. I got home at about, it was about 8 o'clock. No, you got home at like 7, maybe 7.15. Yeah. And Fluffy was howling and yowling and doing her thing, and we thought she was just yelling at me to go to bed because... She does that. She does that, number one. <laughs> and number two, I'm usually in bed by 7, which... Yeah, you should be in bed right I'm now. up past my bedtime. Um, So we just thought she was yelling at me to go to bed, and so we kind of brushed her off and didn't pay any attention to her until the next morning when Damien mentioned, Hey, Fluffy's looking for Toby. And it became, okay, now everybody's looking for Toby. Nobody, nobody had a second thought about, Oh, that Toby's missing because he kind of keeps to himself a lot. And so not seeing him for a while wasn't a big deal until the morning and you start getting up and he's usually right there in the morning wanting breakfast and bugging everybody and doing yep. the morning thing. And Fluffy's still bitching her head off. Yep. So. so Toby was gone for a good, what, day two. and a half? Two days? Yeah, probably call it for two days. About two days. Which yeah. sucks, because, you know... I. For all intents and purposes, Cheyenne was my dog. She was officially your dog. She was officially my dog. Toby is officially my cat. So him being gone meant that in the course of just a few months, I lost my dog and my cat. It sucked. 
and yeah, watching her melt down through the course of the day. Because you started off the morning just like, okay, with like this kind of upset that the cat was missing. And as the, the day slowly went on, you slowly melted down into seriously angry and depressed that your cat was gone. Well, I like my cat. I realize. I realize you like your cat. I like and, my cat. Yeah, not mine. You will shove Fluffy off the counter without a second thought. No, there is a second thought. The first thought is push. Second thought is ha ha. You're so mean to my cat. <laughs> oh, your cat's annoying. Yours is an asshole. Admitted. Yes, but mine <laughs> accepts the fact that he's a cat. Yeah, Fluffy doesn't care. Fluffy is not but aware that she's a cat. Anyway, long story short, Toby's home. I found him today. He was hiding in my tool shed. Because when I went out there to look the first time, I went and looked in the tool shed. I'm not going to start turning shit over looking for the cat. I did that in the garage because I know where he hides in the garage. Mm -hmm. But we assumed had he gotten into the backyard that he was just going to bolt. Yeah, I I figured he would. There's plenty of birds and stuff to chase out back, so. But he's back. I I went to go mow the yard, which I haven't done in five months. So I finally got the yard mowed today. Yay. It doesn't look like a jungle. But when he escaped, he escaped into the jungle. It was like four feet high of weeds, no shit. Um, And now it's it's a yard again. (laughs) But I go out there to mow the yard, and I pull the mower away, and he kind of peeks out from under my little mower ramps. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> grab him up and, like, run inside, and everybody I found Toby. <laughs> yeah, he kind of smells like a lawnmower, but he's home. And, and you're not so angry anymore. Not as angry. And you're not as angry. You're not as upset. You're happy that he's home. Emmett and Fluffy are pissed. Yeah, Fluffy refuses to talk to him or look at him. It's it's quite hilarious because first thing we did, we take him upstairs because she was freaking out this whole time looking for him. So first thing we do, find out where Fluffy is and take him up there. And they start mingling and talking and whatever. And then it, it becomes oddly apparent that he explained to her that he was in the backyard the whole time and... She's been, she just, yeah, she's she's not putting up with that shit. She was started bitching at him and just staring him down and just, she is so angry. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a, you were here the whole time. I was calling you. I was so worried. That's what that's what Fluffy sounds like. Is that what she sounds like? Yeah, totally well, she is your cat. She kind of sounds like you. Yeah. Oh. But I don't think she. I I can't do a voice for Fluffy. <laughs> I'm not going to try and do a voice for Fluffy. Other than the what she sounded like bitching all weekend. Dear God. It kind of reminds me of the the cat alarm in the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Very much that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to do that sound. No. Please don't. Because there's a sleeping baby right here. There is. Because Sammy's right here. 
Don't wake up someone. <laughs> At this point, he fell asleep to this, so I'm more worried about when we stop talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he'll be fine. Yeah. It's late. He should be asleep. He'll go to sleep. Yeah. But... Hmm. What else? I have notes. Believe it or not, all of this was actually on my notes this time. Yay! I've, I've kept to my notes to a certain degree. <laughs> the thing being that I basically just had loose outlining notes, which is probably the best, because I ramble too much. Mm-hmm. But having you here provides conversation. It provides alternate input. So it's... it's yeah, I still get nervous. And she was laughing at me before we started recording. Oh, honey, I'm always laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> but she was laughing at me before we started recording... Because it took me about three times to start recording. I was fumbling through the intro. The intro that I have now done 15 times, officially. Unofficially, it's more in the 20s. You know, all the missed shows and the I'm not using that recording and uh, all fuck, the recording got messed up, I have to do that show again, and all that stuff. I've done this 20-something times, and I still was sitting there fumbling over it because I didn't have it directly written in front of me. <laughs> and so she's sitting here laughing as I'm, because I'm still, I still get nervous. I get nervous every time I start a show. And so it's, it's just impacted more by you sitting here with me because now there's suddenly an immediate audience to me doing this. But. Sure. <laughs> how are you not an immediate audience to me doing this? Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm so much an audience because. I'm not judging you any more than I'm judging me. But you don't have to hear you right now. You're hearing you as you hear you. Uh-huh. I'm hearing me as the microphone hears me. Oh, yeah. There's that whole... They always say with podcasters that a lot of people quit because they can't stand the sound of their voice. And it's that whole, you don't... When you're talking, you don't hear what you actually sound like because you're hearing... Like, reverberate in your own skull. Mm-hmm. And so when you put the headset on and you suddenly hear what you sound like to everybody else and you said everybody hates their own voice. You're like, 90% of people sound hate the way they sound. I'm pretty sure Charlie would love the sound of his voice. The child never stops talking. Yeah. He's also six. So, yeah. yeah. Never stops talking. Neither does Bug. Except with Bug, I can't tell if he's talking or singing or, you know, making any type of coherent conversation with anything, or if he's kind of muttering to himself off in a corner somewhere. I don't know. That and the only one that isn't always yakking is Sam, because he doesn't really have words yet. He just kind of screeches. Yeah, because he's, he's just a happy, giggly little guy. Yeah. And then he sleeps. I prefer when he's asleep. Because then I can sleep. <laughs> See, she yells at me every week. Because every week there's some point when I yawn. And you don't edit it out. Because it's usually in the middle of a sentence. Well, stop talking through your yawns, dork. There's a trick for doing that. I just have to get better at it. Actually, last week I didn't yawn at coffee. all. coffee. That's why last week I didn't. 
Last week I had no yawns because I went into the show absolutely prepared. And I was recording early like I am this week. This is early? It's not even 9 o'clock. I'm normally recording at like 12.30 or 1 in the morning. Ugh. It's almost 9. So late. God, I'm old. At this rate, I could edit the entire thing and repost it and still be b- to bed early by my standards. <laughs> I kind of feel like a cup of coffee right now. I could just do it all. But I'm going to I'm gonna work on my, my new schedule because I kind of like the way that worked out. Where, you know, do the recording. Because it's Monday the... What the hell is today? The 18th. 18? It's Monday the 18th when we're recording this. But this will go up, this will go live on Friday. Like I did with the last one. Okay. So, unfortunately, you're not going to have anything to listen to work, listen to it work for a few days. Unless you want to go back and listen to back episodes, which is always fun. See, I do that I don't find that fun. It's like, once I listen to something once, I don't go and re-listen to it. Especially, like, talk show or podcast material, it just, once I've heard it once, I don't want to hear it again. Now, I will say the only thing that is an exception to that rule for me is, like, comedians. Yeah. Uh, Like, like professional Yeah, like stand-up stuff. Yeah, like Gabriel Iglesias. um, We watch the same stand-up. There's, like, four or five stand-up things that we've watched a dozen times. Bill Ingvall, you know... Um, Eddie Izzard, Jeff Foxworthy, I could listen to their same set over and over and over again, and it's still hilarious. Yeah. I don't feel that way with anything else. <laughs> yeah, you won't even watch a movie twice. I will. There are very few exceptions to that. Well, yeah. But you're not a movie person. No. So. I like books. Yeah. So this is why we actually have to turn the captions on every movie. She would rather read the movie than listen to it. No, we have to turn the captions on because I can't hear anything. Yep, because you're old and losing your hearing. I am. I'm old. I'm losing my hearing. I have to go to bed at like 5 o'clock in the evening. You know, dinner for me is 3 o'clock. I can go to the senior special at Denny's and be set. I don't think you can get there late enough. <laughs> But seeing as we have acknowledged that it is very late by your standards. It is. Um, here's the other funny thing. The two shows so far, this one and the last one we did. Now Fluffy's stepping on the recorder. The last, the two shows with you are officially the longest shows I've done. By far. Mm. We are actually, we're at 50 minutes right now. Well, if I if I get the the budget to, it can be like a mid season thing. Yay! Timeline wise, mid January would be mid season because I started this in June, so January would kind of be mid season. I think right about Christmas would technically be mid season. Like, oh, it's a <gasps> fall season. Speaking over. of seasons and Christmas, guess what announced a new season. On Christmas. And we totally missed it for the last three weeks. I know. I'm so excited. I don't even care if the boys are excited about it. I'm so excited. They will once they actually realize what it is. 
There's going to be, well, Netflix finally announced the renewal. Well, they, we already knew it was renewed, but the release of season two of Dino Trucks. We've talked about it before on the show last talk, time I was we, on. Yeah, we talked about it last time you were here. Ugh, I love Dino Trucks. They did such a good job with it. I'm so excited for season two. I swear, if those shoes that we saw earlier, the Dino Truck shoes, came in my size, I would totally wear them. I'm sure you would. And all the t-shirts. They're adorable. It's you would just... probably get the tie slippers. No. But i definitely wear the pajamas. Yeah. Or at least a bathrobe or something. I'd wear the pajamas. And the shoes. Uh, I like Dino Trucks. It's super cute. I think I'm going to have to put a link to Dino Trucks in the show notes. Probably. Yeah. We've promoted them a couple times. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's like it's gonna have to have a link in the in the show notes to Dino Trucks and apparently to these shoes. Where were they at? Uh, Jimbery. Yeah, so I'll have to look that up. And it gives me more work to do before this goes live. <laughs> now I have to look up fucking shoes. Oh my god! Don't tell me you don't want to look at shoes. Well, you know, sometimes. You just, you can look at enough shoes. Okay? Whatever. <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> this is what we do to each other. This isn't for the microphone. This is just how we talk to each other. We're not very nice. You're mean as hell. <laughs> I know I'm a bitch. I've accepted that. I'm a bitch to everybody equally. Yep. Including you. Yes. Nobody is excluded from this. Yep. I want everybody to feel the hate equally. Yep. You, you've embraced the, the title of Higgins. <laughs> no, this kind of came about well before you. Nevertheless. I'm sure you've heard the story about how I used to glare at people who tried to talk to me. Yes. I still do. Yes, you still do. It hasn't gotten better. That's why you work on the phone. Yes. <laughs> I could not work in a customer-facing anything. I'm good at putting on a false front for that, so I can I can fake it in front of people. Eh, stupid people are stupid. Not stupid people are stupid. Humanity in general is stupid. Yeah. And this is why we don't have friends. Yes, this is exactly why we don't have friends. <laughs> why we don't like other parents or neighbors or anybody. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like we officially leave our house once a year. Halloween. We we go out on Halloween. It's the only time the neighbors are going to see us do anything other than check the mail and get in the car and leave. That's it. Yeah. We have one neighbor who actually sits in his garage, and he's there every day when I get home. I know. And he stares at me and watches me get out of the car and, you know, lock the car up and go into the house. He stares at me the whole time, freaking creep. Okay. Let, let, let's do an asterisk this. She's from middle of nowhere country home in Texas. You know, she grew up on acreage in middle of nowhere, Texas. Yes. We are in the suburbs of Phoenix. 
sixth largest metropolitan met, metropolitan city. Grammar. Grammar. That's not grammar. That's stumbling over my words. <laughs> it was grammatically accurate. City. If I had if I had the word right, it'd be grammatically accurate. <laughs> anyway, this is a little old Mexican guy doing what little old Mexican guys do. Act like a creep. You just sit there in the garage and watch, and just people watch. He's like the entire neighborhood watch all in one, because he sits there all day. It's what he does. I don't care if he thinks his job is important or not. It's creepy. I don't need you staring at me while I get out of the car. I'm not going to tell you hi. You know, he doesn't wave. He doesn't try to, you know, be friendly or whatever. He just stares. If this was the South, it'd be a little old black man sitting on his front porch. And I would wave at him. Because you know why? He would wave first. Because that's what you do in the South. He wouldn't wave at you. He'd be shaking his cane, get the fuck away from my yard. Not the ones that I knew. You didn't grow up in the South. You grew up in Texas. It's not the same thing. It's a different kind of South. Yeah, it's a completely different kind of South. I'm talking little old black man who grew up with real racism. Somebody that was, <laughs> you know, somebody who grew up in the Jim Crow South. That kind of guy. Yeah. Somebody who experienced real racism. Who doesn't even want the young black kids in his lawn, let alone the young white kids. But see, I'm like that now. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not that old. I mean, I'm only 25-ish something. Yeah. Shut up. You realize yeah. you already mentioned what year you graduated from high school? That's okay. So I graduated yeah. really early. Mm. I did. True story. I was there. You've, anyway. you've established that you, you can't do math. So the likelihood of you graduating three years early <laughs> is pretty slim. She graduated at 15 without the ability to do math. Pretty much. Yeah. I think my teachers all just passed me to get me out. They're like, oh, fuck, get this bitch out of here. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Your story, not mine. But, I no, I'm, I'm definitely that get off of my lawn, go away, don't come knocking on my door, you know, I'm not going to have the neighbor kids come and, oh, can so-and-so come out and go away? Yeah. I'll, I'll at least be nice about telling them no. <laughs> I'm less likely to be nice about it. You're more likely to just sit there and wait until they stop. Yeah. Like, okay. So, we are now... We are just about hitting an hour. Okay. So, and you need to go to bed. I do. You want to call this a show? I think we're going to call this a show. It's a show. All right. For... My wife, Brianna. Hello. And, and Sammy. I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>